Welcome to the Healing the City podcast. The following podcast is a ministry of the Village Church in Tucson, Arizona. If you wish to support the Healing the City podcast, you can go to the show notes, click support the show, and you can become a subscriber for three, five, or ten dollars a month. This will help offset the hosting costs and continue the ministry of Healing the City podcast. Also, if you wish to support the show, we really encourage you to rate us on Apple and Spotify and other places that podcasts are listened to, and give us a good review. Thanks. The following podcast is an interview of Dave Rucker, a member of the Village Church. This podcast is one of three. Uh, welcome to the Healing the City podcast. My name is Pastor Eric Siepen, and we are sitting in the opulent podcast studios of the Village Church, and I've got Dave Rucker across from me for the surprise interview. Hi. <laughs> you looked very shocked a couple Sundays ago when I said, hey, you want to do a podcast with me? And you were like, okay. Yeah, that's probably the word I, exactly the word I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In um, the way I said it. So... Uh, yeah, the whole purpose of these podcasts is for people to get to know uh, you and maybe hear a little bit about your life and about how Jesus has changed it and all that good stuff. So let's just start out with, how did you end up at the village? Well, honestly, my the people I live with um, during COVID, they were kind of blessed with getting a mortgage and a house and we literally live diagonally from the church and we we moved in in like in april of that year and i keep going by the village every day when i go out and do stuff i thought oh what an odd name for a church and like so it kind of with the head tilt and everything i'm like and i'm like i gotta check this out because i really gotta find a fellowship that you know that I got to go to, kind of got to go to regularly. And I checked out all the bigger churches, and I really don't like big churches anyway because I went to Bible school in Florida, and they had these huge kind of things. One even had, like, a trolley to get to the door. So We're working on it. We'll get a trolley. (laughs) It'll go to your house and back here. (laughs) No, I'd rather not. (laughs) But so... So one Easter Sunday, I was like, I'm going to go to the village. And I liked it, and so I just started coming. Yeah, you've been you've been coming ever since probably, what, uh, Easter of, of 2020? Yeah, and, like, Mark and Sue came up and just introduced themselves. And, and then, like, they said I could find a doctrinal statement online, and I'm not a really big online person, and you walked by... And Sue said, do you have a paper doctrinal statement? And he said, yeah, we do. And then you handed it to me and went, oh, Jim will like you. And I really did actually go home and, like, check out all these things because it's just important to me to know where I'm going and what they believe and what I believe and if they kind of go hand in hand. And they do, so. So you stuck around. Basically, yeah. So why, what, I mean, how long had it been since you'd been to church before you came to the village? A long time. A long time. It's been a long time. 
um, here in town or, or where you're from? Uh, well, I was born in Baltimore, but I grew up in New York. Right. Um, spent most of my years in New York. Um, and it's it's funny because when you say from you're from New York and you're all in, from any other place in the country, they automatically think you're from New York City. Right. You're I, not from New York City. No, no. I, I grew up in a county of like small villages. And so I'd go into like, we were close enough to the city to do the city things and leave, but like, but it's kind of thing they think you're tough and you're. I I'm not, <laughs> I'm just not. Um, and and uh, so you know, and but I was I was born with cerebral palsy, and but I was. I walked with crutches and braces and stuff, and my mom was always trying to get stuff for me to do, and because I was getting in trouble <laughs> in town, I was juvenile delinquent kind of. Now I'm just juvenile. Um, but so the social worker came, and she it was like 1970. How old were you in 1970? Younger than I am today. Um, ten, I was 10. 10 years old, 1970. Social worker shows up. Yeah, it, and they came in and they were like, okay, there's a place for him to go, but it's run by Jesus freaks. This was the term she used. Um, and it's like 10 miles from here. So was was there any kind of Christian background in your home at the time? No. All right. None. Um like my my sisters and brothers were when my mother married my stepfather they were baptized and christian catholics but like sunday morning was dunkin donuts and like the sunday papers right um so we couldn't get in that year cuz it was just too late in the year and so the next year we had the interview and uh i got to go and uh they weren't all Jesus freaks, by the way, Eric. They, you know, it was part of the. There were there people there from like the Jesus movement, but other, but there were others there. And this, this was this a place for kids with disabilities, or what was it? They ran two camps. They ran one for. So you were getting in trouble in the summer. Yeah, and so mom's looking for a place for you to be in the summer where you're not going to get yourself in trouble. Yeah, basically. And so at eleven, you're going to summer camp. Yeah, and and. You know, it was three weeks of fun and and you know, chapel and Bible study and right and stuff. And this uh, was your introduction to Jesus, huh? This was your introduction to Jesus. Yes, yeah, it was. Um, and so, yeah, I had a poor counselor who you know, I didn't understand sin at all. Uh, you know, so there was one guy there, Randy. He goes, "You're not going to get to him by going, you know, murder all these kind of sins." So he opened up Timothy, and he listed all these sins I could, and I could blow off what, like murder, all these kind of things. Then Paul puts in three little words: disobedient to parents. I was like, "Oh, I'm there." And and you know, he showed me Jesus there, and so I became a Christian at eleven. At eleven, um. Went home, 
but there was no kind of follow-up. So, but I kept going and I kept growing um, in the Lord. And then I came up with retreats that I went on in the winter. And were you were you during school going to church somewhere? No. They, so they were, the camp was kind of your church in the summers. Yeah, kind of. Okay. And um, so. And they, like I said, they ended up with winter, fall and winter and spring retreats, and I'd go there. And uh, when I was 14, I went to camp, and they were, most of the counselors were sick. They, there was a sickness going through, so while I was going to camp and having fun, I kind of just stepped in and, and, like, started working with kids that were, you know, where the, where the the counselors needed help, and uh, so I got the idea I was going to work there the next summer, and I did, and and I started working there and and serving the Lord there. What's the name of this camp? It's called uh, Camp Hope and Camp Joy. It's part of Lakeside Bible Conference. They still have the camp. Okay. Um, they also ran a, a school for handicapped kids. Okay. A residential Christian school for handicapped kids. The founder, Wynn Rolke, had a, you know, he was a minister in the city and he was visiting a child in the hospital and a, somebody had, a parent had come up and said, What about a Christian education for my child? And who was handicapped, I, I guess, at the time. And so he founded the school and the camp and, um, so I served there for years, and, and then I graduated high school. I went to a secular college in Long Island. What college did you go to? C.W. Post College. In, C.W.O. C.W. Post. Post. Po- the guy that was named after the guy who founded Post Serials. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, his wife, um, her name is Marjorie Merriweather Post. She founded the Pavilion down in Maryland, and... Big college. She, of course, founded the college. Um, what did you study there? A couple. Of, um, music, history. Did, did you get your degree from there? No, no. I, okay. When Wilkie, who founded the camp, thought that um, he could, he, he, he had friends all over the world, but he, he had a friend in Florida that, had founded a Bible college, and he wanted, you know, handicapped people to go to college, the Christian college. So he 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 pitched it to me, and I, I really thought I should go. So I went, and it was really strict. Um, did did it was it belong to a particular denomination or something like no, that? No, no. Um, prim- they were primarily um, the students were Baptists okay. because you know it's Florida. It's, yeah, everybody's Baptist in Florida. Yeah, yeah, and and the um, you know the supporters were basically Baptist. Mm-hmm. Um, there were Presbyterians and you know Reformed theology people there. But it, um, it was an inner. Interdenominational yeah. church, just yeah. very conservative. Very conservative. Yeah. In fact, they brought. I flew down there with all my stuff, and you know, here I am. I'm walking. I'm coming from New York, and I'm wearing jeans and combat boots, and you know, 
and you know, t-shirt, and um, they didn't know I was coming. Okay. He, uh, <laughs> the founder of the camp said he had arranged it all, and evidently it must have slipped into mind because <laughs> he did. It, yes. So you show up, <laughs> yeah, to, and you're like, "Hello, hello, I'm here. I'm ready to start school." And uh, they were like, "Who are you?" <laughs> And why are you here? And so it was a big kind of, for two weeks, they, they let me stay conditionally that they you know, could find, you know, here I am, I'm praying, like, what am I doing? You know, why am I here? And <laughs> I thought this was arranged, Lord, what, what's going on? And so they let me stay. And, uh, but like the first day I'd, I'd flown in from New York and I'd stayed up all night. And so when I arrived on campus, you know, they didn't know where to get me to, they didn't know where I was going or what I, they was doing here. So they took me into the Dean of Students and he was, he had a great office. It was facing the beach because it was right on the causeway in Clearwater and he was, he had his he was looking out on the beach, and he had one of these voices like Pastor Rod. He didn't dress like Pastor Rod at all, but, you know, short hair, jacket, dress jacket. His words were me, Mr. Rucker, close the door and please sit down. It scared me to death. So he turns around, and the, first, the second phrase he says to me is, you're going to have to get a good Christian haircut. <laughs> and Mr. Warner will take you to make sure you get one. The first year was rough. I, I got in trouble more times from music than anything else. Um, Just what you were listening to or what you were playing? What I was listening to, playing. Um, we had record checks. <laughs> and it was a strict... Record? So people would come and check the records in your... Okay, this is a strict Bible college. Yeah, it really was. Um, I learned a lot. I'm not going to say I wasn't. I didn't. But I almost got thrown out the first year. And uh, I wasn't going to go back. And the couple that discipled me, um, Brian and Sarah Hampshire, during the summer were like, David, you have to go back. I'm like, I don't want to go back. You know, these people are just nuts. You know, because it was a King James only kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It was good. You know, if the King James was good enough for Jesus, it was good enough for us. And there were like, you had to wear pants like I'm wearing now, and no sneakers, and collared shirts, and really strict. Um, kind of like Bob Jones University, and. Um, but they said, no, you got to go back because you have to restore your fellowship there. You have to make it right. So you'd been been kind of a rebel, so to speak. Well, in their eyes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a rebel is yeah, contextual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, so you have to make it right. So um, I wrote to Dean Spots, who was the dean of students, same guy. And he called me up. I was and in my house, and he said, "Well, you have to follow the rules. You have to do this. You have to, you know, submit and all this kind of thing." And I said, "I would." 
his response was, well, you have to do it. And I, I was still kind of rebellious, but because my response was, listen, I gave you my word, you called my house. So if I give you my word from my house, then, you know, then I'm going to do it. So I flew back down and I, I, I did the thing, you know, we, I learned a lot. I'm not going to say I didn't. And, and you graduated from I there. graduated. And in fact, the funniest story is when they were picking the, the student senior class president. So they didn't vote on them. They picked them, huh? Well, no, they voted. Oh, but, okay. Um, they picked this really sweet girl named Judy. Pretty. She was, you know, nice and, like, did all the, the, the right things. And then one of my friends, I'm not sure who who to blame, picked me and somebody one of my friends seconded it so it was me and this girl and they so you're running against each other yeah kind of okay and it was it really wasn't running it was they just kind of picked us and i dean spots was head of the thing and he went he asked judy if she accepted it she said yes and i don't think anybody thought i would accept it but i just thought oh why not it could be fun. And so I accepted it. So they sent us out of the room. And I had no idea. Like, that. so they picked me. We walked back in the room. And they voted me in. And like half the room went, not him. And Dean Spots' response was, he'll do. Um, and my thinking was, he hates me. You hate me, don't you? Um, but we had a good time. I had to meet with him a lot as a senior class president. And uh, they wanted a senior trip, which included, like, swimming. You know, both genders swimming, which wasn't allowed. Um, here we were in Florida, you know, on the beach, and you know, that wasn't allowed. And I was like, okay, I'm going to see what it happens I'll go in, I'll present it. Uh, if he says no, it, he says no. And he accepted it as long as there was, a, there was a chaperone. So we actually went. Because he respected me enough, I think, at that point, after four, three years, that, and he respected where I stood as a Christian, that he would do it, that he allowed it. And there was a chaperone. We had fun. And I went back to the mission that I came to the Lord at, and I served there. So is that where, so you graduated Bible college, moved back to New York. Yep. And did you go on staff with that, that ministry? Yes. Okay, yes, you went I on did. staff. Um, of course, it was another situation where the founder of the ministry kind of told everybody I, I had, like, talent with computers and, you know, I knew the Morse code because he wanted to set up a shortwave radio to help supply ministries around the world. I had none of those things, Eric. None. <laughs> they were like, we. They just. It was when computers were first coming out. It was like '84, and we hear you know all about computers. You can help in the school. The kids with computers in school, which is what I ended up doing, but. I had, really had no clue. <laughs> but you were doing uh, on-the-job training. Yeah. Okay. I was like, you know, 
And it was like the, these Radio Shack, the, when you had to work with the old Radio Shack things, you had to come, you know, do all the the programming and in it was just horrendously bad I was horrendously bad at it and <laughs> but it was just kind of funny because they just thought I knew what I was doing you've been listening to an interview with Dave Rucker stay tuned for part two and three <laughs>